Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're about to listen to the Reality Show Show. Uh, New episodes are available every week at Earwolf.com. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. Welcome to the Reality Show Show. The Reality Show Show. Where reality doesn't bite. I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with Sean Clements. Thank you for listening to our very good song. Yeah, uh, and thank you to uh, our good friend uh, Annalise Shearsh. She she agreed to give us the rights to that song, which she recorded a while, like years ago. Yeah, it was a song she wrote a long time ago, I guess, about what was going on in her life. Right, and, um, and, and we just mentioned to her that we were doing this podcast about reality shows and she's oh she said I, oh i i had, had the song a while ago she about, said would this work would this work yeah yeah it's got both your your got names both our in names it. in it yeah. and uh it kind of sounds like the title of our show so that was lucky and uh we're we're excited to be here talking about uh talking about reality shows we're teaming up with earwolf uh to bring you a few podcasts uh for basically the rest of this this season of shows through the x factor the voice. We're going to be with you up through the end like of Survivor. Yeah. We're we're your buddies. Yep. Uh, right up till the end of this yep. current season, of reality TV. And we're right around the eleventh, twelfth episode of a lot of these shows, which sort of seem like a natural jumping off point. Yeah, you do your first podcast on episode ten of the show, right. and I think that's traditionally how it works. But we're just yes. letting you know that's what we do too. Right. Um, but before we get too far into it, Hayes... Who are we? Who are we? Who is this guy? Who are you listening to? Well, Hayes Davenport is uh, an accomplished writer and thing-doer. He appeared on the Jeopardy! program, mm-hmm. and he lost. He went home with nothing. Went home with Bupkis. Did you get a second-place prize? I did get a second-place prize. What, what, what you're it? hearing is somebody who has never been on Jeopardy and doesn't know uh, what the what the prizes are. Second, no, they won't let me on, man. Second place. They're uh, afraid of what I'd do. Second place is $2,000, so you're 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 sort of just happy to, to be on the show because you're going home with uh, what's, for, for a lot of people in this country, uh, a year's income in a day. But, yeah. And then he wrote for a couple shows on the Comedy Center. There was uh, uh, Great Big Lake and mm-hmm. Nick Swardenson's Pretend It's Time. Yep. And then he wrote for Alvin Gregory on Fox, which is where I met him. Yeah, that's how uh, that's how uh, Sean and I know each other. We were running on a, a show called Alvin Gregory together. Uh, and uh, just who Sean is, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with him. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of the brighter lights 
in uh, this this improv comedy scene that's just so so big in the city right now. He's uh, he, he's he's one of the real stars. Uh, and uh, people are always asking him, like, does he write some of it out beforehand? Like, how does he come up with all that stuff on the spot? And what you've the answer is yes. Always, yeah, I write yeah it it's out. sort of a fifty-fifty split, which I I think is I have a bunch of me. scenarios, and I'll give other people. I'll be like, ask me something like this, right? Because I've been to your it. shows, and you'll say beforehand, hey, I've got this really great bit about like a pharmacy. If you could just yell out pharmacy. Yeah, anytime you see anytime right. you see me on stage, I've told someone in the audience what they should say. Right. Uh so he uh he he cut his teeth in New York for a while, but now he uh he performs on the show SE Jobs at the UC Berkeley Theater in LA on Sunday nights at 11. Uh and he's a writer on the TV show Workaholics on the Comedy Center, uh, one of my favorite shows. And so Sean and I met on the show uh Alvin Gregory Gregory uh, and uh, one thing that's important to know about Sean is he's not an easy person to engage with at, at first. He, he he gives you very little. I'm ice cold to sort of grip onto. Uh, you I'm sort of feel ice like, cold and I'm slippery like. Yeah, ice. you sort of feel like you're doing all the work unless you want to talk about reality television, uh, which is something that Sean has a, a long time passion for and a a, a the, comprehensive knowledge. The uh, only human element yes. to my personality. Yes, it's, it's 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 your way in to Sean. I love it, Sean. baby. Yeah, he loves it. Uh, so we started talking about reality TV a lot. I, I'd always watched it. But I had always sort of held back talking about it under this d- d- mistaken idea that it was something to be embarrassed about. Oh, yeah. People people call it a guilty pleasure. But you know what I call it? What? Just a pleasure, baby. It's just a pleasure. It's fun. TV it's should be a fun. a good time. It's there to entertain you. Sure. Too many shows are trying to make me think. Right. Trying to say... This is like a guy. This guy's an actor, but he's also playing somebody. Like, is that a real person? Is this an actor? Exactly. They, yeah, I don't like the illusion of most television. Yeah, I don't like the idea that it's like, the what person am I watching? Is not actually the person they're pretending to be. I never know when they're being themselves as actors and when they're just playing the part. Yeah, like I, I never know. Like, are they switching? Big on problem and off? for me. I go. Is 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 that Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, exactly. Or is that Wallace? I don't know what his name on the show is. Oh, it's, is. it's Wallace. Yes, that's yes, right. It is Wallace. I go, and at what point is he which guy? Yes. Exactly. And uh, that's very frustrating for me. So I go to reality TV where I always know exactly what I'm getting. I'm getting a real see. person what you in their natural what, environment. What you see is what you get. I'm yeah, what you see is what you get. Uh, so over the last couple of years, I've sort of been learning at Sean's feet when it comes to reality shows, and I'm just very excited to get to talk uh, to talk about him with him on this sort of uh, audio magazine is sort of how I like to. That's what I call po- call podcast. It's sort of how I think of this this medium. Yeah, that's a great way to think of it, and I think it'll help the listeners picture what they're listening sure, to. Just leafing through, like you download it. It's like your your magazine's showing up in the mail. You open it up, and the first article is uh, is a little bio about us, and then the second article we're going to get into right now. We're going to get into some of the the singing shows. The singing shows, these that's are, right. These are some of our favorites, uh, and we're entering an exciting time on uh, on two of the big shows, uh, the, the Voice and X Factor. We're at the point where they're starting to trim the fat. So uh, so the way we like to talk about these, the, these shows are all about feelings. Yeah, and these so, shows make us feel feelings, which yes. is something that's missing from a lot of my life. And yes. I can come to the show for it. And so we're going to talk about some of the moments on the show that made us really feel feelings this past week. And uh, Sean, uh, uh, Sean likes to watch the show The X Factor. And he has, you had something, I know, this week that made you feel, I guess, anger. 
Yeah, I got very upset because the strongest feeling I had felt maybe in the past few years uh, was when this certain contestant named Jillian Jensen came on. Um, Hey, do you just want to play her singing for a second? I'll play it. This is Jillian Jensen. So this is her voice. She came out. She told a heartbreaking story of her history, being bullied, and then she just started bawling on stage while still singing with a gorgeous voice, and it was a transcendent moment for me. Mm -hmm. I... Simon's crying, Demi's crying, Britney's crying, LA's crying. I start to cry. I mean, and not just the little like well up cry, but tears streaming down my face. Sure. My girlfriend turns to me and is like, even Simon's crying. I go, yeah, I know. She's never seen me cry before. We've been together for two years. <laughs> We've been through a bunch. She's never seen me cry. I'm just like, Jillian great. Jensen has yeah. touched me in a way that nothing in my life can. Right. And I so just want to—I I do want to clarify that, so like, we don't like—we don't want to get political on the show. We we don't want to take sides in the in the bully, oh yeah in the her, bullies versus dweebsters. Her history is that she's been bullied, and that's sort of uh, you know. I think the tack the show is taking is like that bullying is a negative thing. We don't know. We We're don't not know. interested in a lot of both sides have. a This lot isn't of a political program. If you're make, listening yes. to it and you're a bully, we're not against you. We no. think that you make some good points. And there's sure. a lot of shades of gray in this zone. But this particular dweebster has a beautiful voice. Yep. So she's not a belter, which I I, I like. She has this. I very liked unique, her sound. Gravelly sound. And I was excited was to hear her cover songs that I really like. Yep. And put a new spin on them because she had something of a unique voice. Sure. She wasn't trying to do a Whitney Houston impression. No. Hello, Cece Frey. Mm-hmm. So I, I, these people that are on the show, a lot of them are not exciting to me. Jillian was. Demi goes to do her eliminations. Yeah. I'm sure that she's going through. And it becomes clear to me during Demi's speech to her. Would you like to hear? Yeah, just Demi's play speech? it for okay. me. The problem is, is this competition is based on more than just incredible vocals. Kind of. Sometimes I have to make some really, really tough decisions. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. This song. Okay, well, Jillian, that was a tough promise to make to yourself. Specifically because I've only seen you cry. She's never done anything else. That's part of what makes her so great. Even while you're singing, you're crying. So for yeah. you to say, I promised myself I wouldn't cry at this incredibly, right. you know, emotionally impactful moment you're going yeah. to uh, endure, whether it's positive or negative. Right. You shouldn't have made dumb, yourself that I, promise. I promised a lot of people she would. Yeah. So she's sort of working against. Well, the me smart money was on right. your side, yeah, right. because she certainly did cry a lot, yeah. and then. And then uh, Demi tells her that she's she says she's she's going home. She's going home, and I was pacing around my living room, just so angry, going, "No, don't do it, don't do it." And I had loved Demi so far on the show, sure. and I st- and I still love you, baby. But I do feel like this was a moment where she made a very bad decision. Yep. And I was furious. I started. I was going on Twitter and looking at people saying, this team won't be as strong without Jillian, and I was agreeing by retweeting them. Yeah. And I tweeted right at Jill Jensen. I said, hey, we stay team at It's Jill Jensen in my house. Now, are those tweets still on your feed? I removed them almost immediately okay. afterwards. Yeah, it's a very you it's got a them passionate out there. tweet. You got them out there, but you don't need people Hey, to, she's going to see yeah. it. I take issue with what uh, Demi says about the show is about more than just having a, a beautiful voice. 
Uh, that's that's to me what uh, I. That's why I don't really like the show itself, because you need to be able to package these people as big stars, which, uh, agreed, Jillian is not a traditional star. She's a dweebster. She's Uh, a dweebster. She got bullied. She got bullied for a reason. Right. She has a nerdy attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's why I I prefer The Voice for my singing shows. Because The Voice actually is just about an incredible voice. voice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. and the 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 feeling that I was feeling this week comes from comes from that show. Uh, I uh, uh, Sean knows this, but I I watch a lot of these shows on the elliptical. Uh, my mm-hmm. girlfriend has an uh, an elliptical in our apartment, and uh, my girlfriend does not like these shows. Uh, the the fact that I like them is a source of sort of an unspoken conflict between us. It's sort of simmering. It's tearing you under, apart underneath every interaction we it's have. Tearing the two of yes. you apart. But when I'm on that elliptical machine, the rule is nobody comes in or out of the room. We know that. When that door's closed, it doesn't open. It remains closed. Yes. And the uh, the singing shows are are, are, are really good for this because the, the music really sort of gets me going when I'm... Uh, and so my biggest feeling this week uh, comes from uh, the, the voice battle rounds, which is where two contestants from each team sing a duet. The person who does the best gets to move on. The person who doesn't do as well is going home. And uh, I was watching this woman named Nicole. She she's in her thirties. She says she's in her thirties. I, she I peg her as sort of a thirty nine to forty three. Right. Range. Yeah. She's technically in yes. her thirties. And, but... she, and and, and uh, she, she's going up, up against this young guy named Brandon, who's a real talent. He's a superstar. I I I like Brandon a lot also. Uh, but Nicole's been just sort of doing her thing, singing in, in coffee shops in Vermont for a long time. They call her a free spirit because she lives in like an artist commu- commune and she probably likes to smoke a little of that. A little bit of that wacky tobacco. You know we don't endorse that. No, we don't. But it doesn't seem we to also don't Nicole endorse not doing it. Exactly. Oh, no, we're not against no, it in any yes, way. We don't take a we don't take a position. We're on neither way. side of that. So she she said this interesting thing. And I'm just going to play a, a clip from her from uh, from her first episode. My father always said, either you're Whitney Houston or you're a street peddler. He was wrong, because I've been doing the in-between for about 10 years now, and it's amazing. And uh, that, that, that's connected with me. I think he was absolutely wrong about it. I'm neither Whitney yeah, Houston nor, feel, a, nor a street peddler. I feel like I've been doing right. something in-between for, for a while, like Nicole, so I sort of identify with that aspect of her. Uh, what's good about this show is we don't have to be on the same side of this. I feel like no. you're either Whitney Houston or you're a street you peddler. You do feel that way. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I'm Whitney Houston, you're, Whitney you're a street Houston, peddler, and, I am and that's what peddler. makes our dynamic work. Yes. You can't have two Whitney Houstons on one podcast. No, come on. That would never work. Who'd be the lead? Uh, so this woman, she's not young, but she likes singing, and I, I think the show should have more older people on it, because it exploits the premise that it's just all about your voice, and it's about these second chances in American life. Right, you know X Factor is so much about the youth. It's so strange when they go, they, they come out on stage, they go, how old are you? And it'll be like, I'm 14. And the crowd goes nuts. It. How do you think that makes me feel? Right. I'm not 14. You're 19. Your <laughs> ship has sailed. Yeah, man. That's all in the rear view for yeah. me. So she and uh, she and Brandon are up on stage, they're singing Ain't No, Ain't no Mountain High Enough. So I'll just sort of play it. Uh... And I'm probably, I'm, I'm chugging away, I'm probably three quarters of the way through my day's workout at this point. Uh, and, and something about this 
strong, mature black woman confidently performing it at such a high level, even though she hasn't really experienced or even like pursued a major career, uh, it, it it hit me in a place and it sort of made me cry. Yeah. Uh, which I'll do. Like I'll 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 cry watching these shows on the. This is not a rare thing. Uh, something that the endorphins in the moment sort of really gets my uh, emotions going, and it makes me a little extra sensitive. Uh, and I also said, uh, "Get it, girl." Uh, when I was watching this, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say "get it." And sometimes I'll say "go ahead." Uh, when 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 someone's doing yeah, and then really she well the and then she did, and so that was. Uh, I'll usually get one cry, not like a sobbing cry, but I'll my face will kind of stretch out and I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll tear up. I don't bit. anymore. Jillian Jensen was not it since for Jillian. me. That's uh, the singing shows. There's, we got more segments for you, though. We're going to talk about Shark Tank. We're going to talk about Survivor. We're going to talk about the Real World Road Rules Challenge, which we love. And up first, I think we're going to play a little game called Tanks But No Tanks. We're Am play, I wrong? We're going to play Tanks But No Tanks. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then we're going to come back and uh, talk about Shark Tank play our favorite game. This is the Reality Show Show with John and Hayes. Uh, we'll be right back. Hip-hop fans will love one of Earwolf's newest shows, Shots Fired. Each week, music journalist Jeff Weiss and underground hip-hop star MC No Can Do look into what's good, what's bad, and what's weird in the world of hip-hop. What's the history of Swag Dracula? Does Nas use ghostwriters? Does anyone know what French Montana is saying? Jeff and No Can Do get into it every week with special guests like the Gas Lamp Killer. Be sure to check out Shots Fired on Earwolf.com and iTunes. Hey, welcome back to the Reality Show Show, where reality doesn't bite. This is my favorite part of the show, a little game we're about to play called uh, Tanks But No Tanks, about our, our favorite show, well, at least my favorite reality show also. It's Hayes' uh, favorite show. And, uh, yeah. For those who don't know, Shark Tank is a show where people with business ideas or existing businesses come on the show, they pitch their idea to a group of five investors and those guys, uh, they're called the Sharks. They basically get to decide whether or not to put money into this product. So what we like to do is we like to take one segment from the show of somebody coming in and pitching their business and just sort of walk you through uh, the, the the process of the Sharks' decision-making, basically how they might get from a tanks putting money into the product or uh, or a, a no tanks which is when they say yeah. they're out and they... Yeah, we're going to show you exactly person where this person went wrong. In case you ever want to go on Shark Tank, you're going to go, I want to get a tanks, I don't want to get tanks. a no tanks. Yep. And uh, Hayes and Sean are going to help you, pal. Yes. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Our, our contestant this week is Shelton Wilder. Uh, and you hear, you hear Shelton, you're, you're thinking, oh, it's got to be a cartoon turtle, right? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It's actually... It's a grown or it's woman. from wasn't it U.S. Acres? Uh, U.S. Shelton. Acres. It, it, oh, that it, was Sheldon. Maybe it, it might be a, a baby chicken that's still inside the egg. Yeah, his, his legs, legs are, are out, out, but he's and, popping around, bumping and, into and, stuff, and bumping into stuff. This is actually an adult woman uh, from uh, from the South. Uh, she's from some Southern place, and she's a fashion designer. She's got some kind of fashion product. Uh, so let's play tanks, but no tanks with uh, Shelton Wilder. Here she is. My name is Shelton Wilder, and I'm really excited to be here. And the name of my company is Shimmy. The Shimmy. I'm seeking an investment of $60,000 for 20% of my business. 
Great start. Very interesting energy. Really good start. She's got this charming Southern Belle thing. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't see it, but she did a shimmy. She did do a shimmy. Uh, she said the name of her company twice, which has never happened before. But uh, it And a very reasonable amount of money to ask for. A lot yes. of these people overvalue her, her, their yes. companies. Her, her, her valuation is totally acceptable. Sometimes it's people a, come and they go, we want $200,000 for 10%. You go, well, nobody's going to give you that unless you've got a crazy amount of sales. Like yes. You've got to be so legit. With this, I go, you're asking for sixty grand to a shark like Mark Cuban. That's he, a he, drop he, in the he, bucket. He wouldn't pick that up walking down the street. wouldn't be worth his time. No, if he saw 60000 sitting he'd in a be, duffel bag be, on the side of the road. He'd be losing money to pick it up. He'd kick it into a sewer. Right? Yes. Uh, so, so far, I, I, I mean, I have no reason not to be driving... Driving tanks at this point. Oh yeah, I'm in the tanks. Uh, so let's let's hear what Shelton's product is. Okay, so when do we give the slip the slip? I don't know, but I am bringing it back, but in a modern way. My design is simple, elegant, yet flirty. So it's a slip. It's something that you wear under your dress, I guess. It's a layering garment. It's a layering it's, garment. It's, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, when, it's like a slip. It looks like. A, yeah, it does look a lot. like When a did slip. we give the slip? The slip, she says. Yeah, she goes. She, I don't know. She doesn't. I don't think she fully understands what give give the slip means to escape something. What would actually be a lot better for her is if she were selling brushes, and she could maybe say, "When did we give the brush the brush off?" I feel better about means. that too. Yeah, uh, but as it is, like I can see how a recognizable brand of slip is something that could be. A big product. Sure, I, I, everybody I, gets this one kind of slip. It's the best one on the market. Sure. We all know it. Uh, so I'm still in tanks territory for 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 now. Here, uh, Sheldon's going to show off how that slip would would work a little bit. The shimmy is the perfect layering piece, and Deborah has it layered here with leggings. Because remember, guys, leggings aren't pants. No, 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 that's rude. I really like this moment. <laughs> I really like this moment. Because you learned something about yeah, I didn't, rudeness. I was like, I had thought leggings were pants. Yeah. I certainly didn't know that it was rude. Leggings aren't pants. No, no, no. That's rude. That's rude. That's yeah. rude. I don't want to be rude. No. So at this point, Shelton... You'll never make that mistake again. At this point, famous Southern playwright Shelton Wilder <laughs> is, is really educating me on something. And I think she mispronounced her friend's name. <laughs> well, yeah, she thinks that her friend Deborah's name is Deborah. She's only seen it I mean, in writing. They're I'm pals. sure Deborah <laughs> it, it, insists on that, but we all know that name. We've seen it before, pal. It, it is Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, it is Deborah. So she, so Shelton goes on to explain how the shemmy like conceals your vagina or something when you're getting out of the car, or some other stuff. Uh, and uh, they, yeah, the paparazzi protector. Paparazzi protector. It. Yes. Uh, and uh, they ask her about what she's done with the product so far, uh, and, and she's got what she calls uh, exciting news for them. I have been a stylist at Nordstrom, and I've developed amazing relationships, and they have the product in Seattle right now, and I have kind of a verbal agreement that we'll be carrying it there. A verbal agreement. A verbal agreement. I don't have this signed paper, but I just started the company, you know, uh, six weeks ago. Six weeks ago? Now, yeah. Uh, if you watch the show, you know that that is that is hardly exciting news. When that when the music drops out, and you get the little like like coming yeah. about like if you're in the studio and you hear that music playing above yes. you, you know I, it's yes. trouble. I've never looked into that like whether or not the if they have like a house band and like the music is. I assume the music is live. 
but I, right. I don't and they're know. They're responding to the tone of the. Yeah, if anyone knows uh, whether or not they can hear the music, drop me an email. Just write in and tell us. Yeah, but if she if she can hear that music, she's she's got to know that that is she's got that is know. bad news. Yes, uh, she's got no sales. She says now things start to get a little odd. Uh, here here is here is Shelton again. Did you sell any to all those customers that needed something that was right? Absolutely. They're so excited. They want the product again. They're like, I've got to have more of these. So technically you have sold some. How many have you sold that you were just making on the side? Oh, uh, well, recently, I mean, like, but I had had some with this that were similar Mm. in my company Mm. that I worked with before. And so I just, I just. You had a company you owned before? Ugh, that sentence is tough. When you're in the Shark Tank, you take 30 seconds to answer a yes or no question. Well, you're it not... wasn't a yes or no question. It was a quantitative. It was, it was a quantitative. It was question. like, yes. how many have you sold? She went, oh, well, recently? Um, you're not You're not <laughs> past that old smell test. <laughs> when do you take that long? Something else is going up. So th- th- something is up. We're dangerously close to a no tanks at this point. Uh, the sharks at this point spend about five minutes trying to drag more information out of her. Finally, they just straight up basically ask her what she is is hiding. Are you holding out telling us something? Well, I... Out with it. Um, during that time, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I was going through a lot of struggles, and um, so, so now I can't believe I've been sober two years and eight months. Whoa! Okay, all right. Well, I don't know why you have to tell them that. What a, what a music thing. <laughs> and she also, uh, there was a moment before where she turned to her friend Deborah and went, Should I, just I tell, them? tell them? Should I just tell them? <laughs> <laughs> so what I love is they, they drag this horrible revelation out of her, and then we get this. What happened to that business? I wanted a fresh start. It wasn't great memories for me. Sheltini is an alcohol beverage, and I'm not one anymore. That was the name of the other company. So it's kind well, of like, for me, first. that's what, like, it was not good. That, Did you that go bankrupt? I, I went bankrupt, personally. So, I hate to laugh. Uh, she, she says, Sheltini is an alcoholic. She named the company Sheltini. She says it's an alcoholic beverage. I looked it up. That does not appear to be true. Uh, what I think it is, it is an amalgam of her name, Shelton, uh, and, and the martini. Yeah. She, she, she's saying she, she used to be an alcoholic beverage, but she's not one anymore. So Shelton just shut down her whole business and also unrelatedly went uh, personally bankrupt. Went bankrupt, yeah. Yes. Uh, now, if you haven't seen the show, you might think that this story about like second chances would be enough for one of the sharks to do this woman a kindness and throw up a tank. I absolutely feel like since they are broadcasting her confessing that she <laughs> went nice bankrupt to, to throw her a boat of sixty thousand. Maybe one of these dudes who sixty thousand is nothing to is just going to go. I'm going to give right. you sixty thousand dollars for the twenty percent. Let's make this company together and yes. kind of in in the back of their mind going, hey, if this fails, it's not going to be a big deal. You are watching the wrong show. Uh, baggage is certifiable grounds for no tanks on the show. Uh, Lori's her best shot. Here, here's, here's what she has to say. There are so many things out there that are similar. They might not be exactly like yours. If you just keep doing what you've been doing, put all that great drive into getting this out there, you will make it without any of us. So for that reason, I'm out. Uh, tactful no, dank, uh, no tanks from 
from Lori. She feels bad about it. She's not going to throw her money into this pit. She says so for that reason. For that reason. At the end, she goes, yeah. if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be successful. So, so for that reason, <laughs> so i got to get out of this. Mm, it's not for that reason, right? It's because she was bankrupt and she just had a breakdown in front of you. That's it. Everybody's all, out. All five sharks have declared no tanks. I hate to point fingers. I blame Deborah because at the point where where Shelton turned to her and went, should I just say it? Deborah she should have gone, no, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Thank you, Shelton. That was a very exciting segment. We learned a lot from it. Uh, that was tanks but no tanks. Okay, now we have a, a, a really exciting thing to bring you next. Uh, we are uh, big fans of this show, Survivor, going way back, uh, really the, the original reality competition. Uh, and this week, I, uh, Hayes, was actually lucky enough to, to sit down with Charlie Parsons, uh, one of the original yeah. I wasn't Survivor able to go. I was, I was working that day, so I wasn't able to, um, yes, you had a thing. to show up on location to interview this yes. guy. So but. I went to his home, uh, and I did uh, sort of a pre-taped segment uh, that I'm going to play for you. I did, and I, I want to stress that we did tape this earlier. Uh, you are not going to be hearing us in the studio. This is a this is a pre-taped bit uh, with uh, with Survivor executive producer Charlie Parsons. Um, so let me just play this here. Okay, I'm here with uh, Charlie Parsons, uh, executive producer of uh, of the show Survivor. Hi, uh, thanks for sitting down uh, with me. I uh, thanks so much for being on the reality show show. We are hey, so man, excited, big to have fan, you. big fan of your concept. Uh, we love the show. Uh, it sort of changed television really forever. And I d- just want to get right into it. Where did uh, the idea for the show come from? The idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think. <sighs> As I recall, I just remember going, who will be the next Survivor Man? Did you say, did you say Survivor Man? Yeah. Who will be the next Survivor Man? Just that thought came to me, you know? Okay, and is that something that changed later on? Because the show, it sounds like you're saying Survivor. The show is called Survivor. Okay. I mean, I have to double check on that, but uh, yeah, uh, and and Survivor Man is a different show. Is is that something that you just sort of? Yeah, am I correct that the winner of Survivor becomes Survivor. the next Survivor, Survivor. Man? Yeah, well, I, I've never heard that before. That may be something that you call it in, internally. I've seen the show. Yeah, I've I, watched it. Yeah, I assume you've been the uh, the the producer of it for, yeah. for many about. Uh, no, I'm just 15, saying. I haven't never seen the show. Well, I'm not accusing you of having never seen it. Like I just assume that you, you you probably watch every every week, right? Yeah, yeah. Like for example, like this this past week, this is a, you know it's a very exciting season. You've got a former major leaguer Jeff Kent on the show. If you just talk about this season and uh, how you're excited about it. Well, yeah, this season is uh, well, Jet Jim. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Camp, uh, former uh, basketball player. He's a he's a baseball player. Well, I'm sorry, it just sounds like yeah. I, I I just sort of feels like we're not on the same page here. I I feel like in I, what way? I just sort of feel like I'm I'm uh, talking to you about the show. How and so? it, like it maybe feels like you're not totally caught up on yeah. This well, <laughs> season or like, now you're starting to sound like. Uh, like the other producers, you know. Well, uh, you see, you're always you chafing my hide about uh, 
accusing me, saying I should get my name taken out of the credits because I haven't seen the show. You've been accused of never having seen the show before right. by your executives. Yeah, that has happened to me. Uh-huh. But, number one, it's not true. And number two, I don't think that's that uncommon for an executive producer to not necessarily have seen the show. Not admitting anything, I have heard that David Angel never saw an episode of Frasier. And he's uh-huh. the creator. But I, I think can't that's, believe and, that that's true. I did hear that. This is another, I'm inside the industry. You're, I don't know what you do, but it's not as good. And it, my thing is, maybe David Angel, okay, is approaching some of these story problems or whatever with fresh eyes uh-huh. and is able to think outside the box. You know, maybe these other Survivor Man producers are too close to it to really see, like, what could be a good idea. Okay. Because a lot of my ideas get shot down. I wanted it to be, um, uh, I wanted it to be every year this show happens. You wanted the show to happen every year. I think year. that's where it could go. I think we could do this every single year because currently we're doing it. It's sort of like the Olympics. It's only out every four, forty, five years. Four, that's not, it does happen every year. It does? Okay. So they listen to me on one thing. So you're saying that you have, Seen the show. I've seen the whole thing. I know all about it. But if you hadn't seen it, that would be good. If I hadn't, I'm saying somebody who hasn't seen it isn't of no value and doesn't deserve to be sued in a court of law. Right. For having their name and collecting income on a show that perhaps they don't contribute to. Is that something that's happening to you? Are you in? Hey, man. Hey. It just seems like it would be easier for you to just watch. If you're accused of not having watched the show, it seems like it'd be easier for you to just watch the show every let's, week. Okay, let's say I haven't watched. I have watched it. Let's say I haven't. Okay. Where would I get access to it? Okay. Well, it's on TV. It's on. It's on CBS. Okay. Every week. Okay. You have a TV. I, I can, gotta I take your see, word for it. I can see your. You have I multiple TVs. I'm more of an ebook guy. You read ebooks. Most of my entertainment comes in the form of ebooks. Right. Uh, I I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it just seems like you could if you turned on one of these is, TVs. I'm you sure know, be able and that goes to my one of my suggestions I made is Sur- Survivor Man should be an online zine. You think it should be an online a zine? zine? Yeah. Yeah. So you're in you're into ebooks and zines, but you're a TV producer. And you you aren't you don't seem well. Really isn't it good that. to have that outside perspective? I I know I don't think that's good at all. You know, I Bill think, Lawrence has never seen an episode of Scrubs. That's not true. He's seen every. He created the show. He's seen every episode. I don't think he has seen it. No, he's seen and every furthermore, I don't think one. Zach Braff has seen any. No, of them. Zach Braff. Matt, I don't think he's seen it, and I think it lends that innocence to his performance. Right, but you're you're responsible for giving ideas about what the like the the future of the show. You need to have seen the show. You need to watch. Like I I got I agree with the Matt Wilder doesn't watch Mad Men. That's not true. No, no. This is just this is Hollywood. Okay. Okay. If you shake, if you stood like I did, and you shake hands with Brian Cranston, you go, "Have you ever once been on the set of Breaking Bad?" He'll tell. He'll look you in the eye. And he'll tell you no. Charlie, I, uh, I, I really appreciate you sitting down with us. I think, uh, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. You're gonna. Do you know the way out? 
I do. Yeah, I, I, I can see the door. Thank you, Charlie. I, uh, I, You're good luck in all your. You uh, are it. And all the stuff that's you going are like on with a, you. Uh, what do I have? I got like red hots. I no, I'm okay. I ah, don't leave empty handed. Eat a couple red hots. Okay, I'll I'll take a couple red hots. Ooh, not that yeah. one. You want to keep that one? Yes. Okay. Is this one okay? You know what? You should just go. Okay. Thank you, Charlie, uh, for being on the reality show show. Okay, that was uh, that was Charlie Parsons. Uh, Good it, interview. Thank you. I it, uh, it, it seemed to me like he had never seen the show. I was shocked he'd never seen the show. I before. didn't get that from him, but. It seems, seems hard to. It was a good. It was good because you got a lot of information about Hollywood that you wouldn't otherwise have. Okay. This is the reality show show. Uh, we're going to be coming back in uh, just after a short break uh, with our guest DC Pearson. Uh, he's, uh, he's a good friend of ours, and he loves reality shows. Also, we're going to be back with him in just a couple ticks. Stick around. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Reality Show Show. Uh, don't forget to head over to Earwolf.com to comment on the forums about each episode. You can also subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. Uh, and also be sure to check out the show's Facebook fan page and uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, and you can support the show directly by visiting Earwolf.com slash donate. Uh, now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the reality show show. We're back. Uh, I'm Hayes here with Sean, and our guest uh, for the week is DC Pearson. Hey, guys. Uh, DC, you know him uh, from the... He also performed at the UC Berkeley Theater uh, in LA with uh, with S.E. Jobs and, uh, and Sean Clements here. We're proud of that show. Uh, he's also a published novelist. Uh, he's written a book called The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Never Had To, and he has a book... Uh, coming out. What, what, when does your next book hit? Shelves? Uh, my next book uh, Crap hits shelves called Crap Kingdom in um, March of 2013. Look out, shelves! Yeah, duck and cover. Yeah, somebody get those shelves a helmet. Yeah, you better watch out, uh, Jody Piku. Uh, so we uh, DC is also a big a big fan of reality shows, uh, and I know you watch the challenge. Is I do. Yes, yes. This is my second season in my sort of challenge, my return to the challenge. I watched okay. uh, watched it for a number of years, like 10 years ago, and then this yes. is, I'm, I'm back now. Do you I see, have, am, I, am I right in feeling like I sort of got you back on absolutely. the Absolutely. I would say Sean, for sure, was sort of like advocated watching, uh, watching the challenge, and I had a, a reaction initially that I, a lot of people have had to me since I've told them that I watched the challenge, which is like kind of like, huh. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're 14. Like same thing. Really? Oh boy, do I know what you're talking about. But I'm like, I don't anticipate any show as much as I anticipate yeah. the challenge. You're feeling the same way about them when they say they don't watch it. You're not expressing, when they say, I don't watch the challenge, you don't give them a, oh, I don't go really? Like, oh, what? okay. Uh, I'm just right. like, oh, well, I really think you should. I think it's yeah. a good show. And this is how we should be talking to each other. <laughs> I, I, uh, but speaking of, speaking of books, y'all, uh, I just uh, finished reading this essay this collection by, this isn't a plug. <laughs> I was going to go back to the challenge. Just finished reading this, uh, this essay collection by this essayist, John Jeremiah Sullivan. And he has an yeah. essay in there, I feel like from sometime in the mid 2000s. I'm not sure exactly when it was originally written uh, about and it was sort of a out there cluster mini in point but it actually sort of made a lot of sense to me where he's like these shows now are more real 
than life because these people have grown up watching these shows and they are behaving in a way to make them perfect specimens to be on the show. They've packaged their real life Exactly. Personality exactly. to fit. Can, exactly. can we transition into the Game Changer Let's of the week? Let's get into Game Changer. That's what we really want Let's to talk it. about. Every Okay, so this segment is about every, basically every week mm-hmm. uh, on, on these shows, on competition shows specifically. Somebody on the show is going to take that old rule book and they're going to basically wipe their behind with it sure. and slam dunk it in the trash can. Because yep. they won't be needing that particular book anymore because she the, the, these shows are, are constantly evolving where you can still people are still figuring out how to play them that's right that's right and a lot of people are playing within the rules until they see somebody change the game and alton did something that i'd never seen before alton williams uh is a is a cast member contestant uh from real world vegas the first version i want to say like 2002 Something like yeah, that. He, sounds he, about right. He was on the show, and, and he, he's been on a few challenges since then. Uh, now he's back Incredible on. physical specimen. He he's dominated beautiful, challenges beautiful for guy. years. He yes. dominated challenges. And then he was off. He was off for you know six years, yes. I think. But now he's back. Triumphant return. Or is it he's acting weird? Yeah, he's, he's doing an interesting thing where... His team was sort of on the chopping block this week. The Vegas team Vegas was maybe up for, making noise, for yeah. going in the arena and uh, and facing the St. Thomas team to be kicked off the show. And Alton's play was to go to Zach from San Diego, who I think were basically deciding who was going in the arena this week, mm-hmm. and to say, listen, man, put me in. Put me in the arena because I want to go home. Uh, let's hear it. Uh, for, this is Alton talking to Trishel, his teammate, uh, about about his, his his plans. And I would love to go into an arena, lose, and then go straight from that bull to a hotel. Alton, room. I know you never do anything half-ass, and there's and no way in hell that hey, you, this would is go, you would go to an arena. Yes, I would. I'm telling you. You wouldn't. I literally talked to Zach, and I just let him know in the kitchen. I was like, hey, will you please drop that little bug and let them know, you know, Put it in Vegas. What? And, and you Ooh. may be wondering, he's a little mumble-mouthed at the end of that bit, uh, that the sound bite. He's, he's probably wondering, drop that little bug, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's actually because the reason he, he sounds a little weird is when he says put in Vegas is because he is eating a cherry. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was dangling a cherry right. dangling, in front of his head. Dangling two cherries while he spoke. talks, and then he th- very theatrically... Bites one cherry off the stem. I was going to say, in, in classic actor trying to make their performance more interesting, yes. has decided to eat <laughs> while he delivers this climactic line. Also, they cut back a second later, and he's holding two cherries in the he's same holding spot. Two cherries. Again. I like to think that it's new cherries. Yeah, I think he did <laughs> he go back for more cherries. Only for was... sure. And uh, he has another uh, great uh, follow-up uh, line, which is which is this. If I want to go to an arena and win, I will. If I want to go to an arena and use that as a passport to a nice airplane ride back to my state, that is what I would do. Uh, so he... Back he, to his state. He's saying that he... Yeah, if he wants to go back to his state... Not the state of Turkey. No. The state he of wants to go back Alton's to from. his state, which I believe is California. 
Uh, but he doesn't want to say it on the show. Alton runs this because he runs this state. He, he, he's going to have. He's going to be swarmed. He's going to have people at <laughs> his do- knocking down his door. He doesn't yeah. want to give up his spot. When I heard, he th- needs his anonymity. Now that I've heard this, I immediately addressed a letter to Alton, yeah, California, California. And, and, then, uh, and they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get there. Yeah. We're ruining his life right now because he, yes. when I know, when I heard him say he went back to my state and I got on the edge of my seat, I was like, he's going to say the state and I'm going to find him, right. Uh, I uh, I found Alton's behavior to be super duper interesting, sort of yes. especially in light of behavior of a few people on the show this season. Right. Um, I kind of feel as though when you speak the words out loud, I don't care about the game. Yes. I feel like, and especially if you mean it in earnest, mm-hmm. I feel like you shouldn't be there anymore. I feel like the game should rise up and immediately wash you out. Well, here's the interesting thing about this to me. Please. This is what makes Alton a game changer as far as I'm concerned. The result of him saying this is that he does not go into the arena. His right. team gets put into the arena. His team gets put in. His teammates are so afraid to go in with him because they know he's going to lose. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're going to be kneecapped. To clarify, yeah. there are two guys and two girls on each team. One guy and one girl is up for elimination in the arena at any time. So either girl, if they go in with Alton, feels that he's going to throw the challenge yes. and send them home unwillingly. So so they won't let him go into the arena they won't let him at in. this point. Now, to, if he to, was to supposed go to go arena. in solo, he would immediately be put in, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But because That's he's right. going to be put thing. in with somebody else Here. on the team, they're not going to let that happen to that other team member that he's going to uh, destroy. Here's the interesting, the really interesting thing to me. If Alton wants to go home... Do some coke, you know. Punch somebody. Buy a gun, like shoot it into the pool a couple times. Like you, I think Knight did are, that. We just there are a lot of ways to go home. So I, I think that's what if he Depends wants to how go far home, in they are, but yeah, he can also just go home. He does not have to go into the arena and lose. People just leave all the uh, time. And he was very helpful when they got to the arena. Yeah, he was, he was really not supportive. like apathetic in any way. He was like, "Okay, this is what we need to do to win this challenge." Yes, he was very supportive. He he, he wanted his team to win. I feel like on on the one hand, so I felt that way when I first started thinking about that. When you had say, I can't remember who it was. There was somebody early on in the season that just went like, "I don't care about the politics of it. That doesn't matter to me." Or you had somebody like Trey early on in the season, who's a, the, the definition of a noob yeah. in this game, uh, having just come off the real world St. Thomas season, saying like, "We don't need to play this politics game." It's it's stupid. We'll just win every, every challenge. week. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, I'm we'll, strong. We'll take those 1 in 16 odds and beat them every <laughs> single week because I'm the strongest guy. And you had, you know, Big Easy last week basically giving up in the arena yeah. and deciding like he didn't want to be there anymore and that it was stupid right there in the arena and dragging down right. Camilla, one of the best one of the most pure competitors yes. in the game, right. and there was oh, nothing that she could do about it. She only has that one lobe. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she really does. Well, her brain is one smooth she has, pebble yeah, she has called one. win. Yes. <laughs> so, so when you say that you don't want to play the game anymore, not just that you don't want to be on the show, but that you don't want to like play the game, right? You a I feel like the game should immediately rise up and wash you out. But then other times, I feel like you gain a certain sort of maniac power from it yeah because you're such a wild card i don't yes. know if it's an intentional ploy on his part but i don't think it is either man, but it changed it, the game anyway it, because right. it did change the game in the future now if you say if you put me in the arena i'm taking i'm burning this place down i'm, I'm taking you with me also, then you can't go in so alden williams you're this week's game changer 
the rule book is ashes. Uh, Anybody seen that rule book? We're gonna have to write it. We're gonna have to write it all over again. DC, we're out of time. Thank you so much we're for coming time, on. We're out of time, DC. The, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on the reality show show. We appreciate it. Do you want to plug something? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so for my book, Crap Kingdom, uh, I am doing something cool where if you pre-order the book um, anytime before March, if you pre-order it on, uh, I, I would hope that you would do it right now. It's for a limited time only. Uh, you can do it on Amazon.com. You can They're do it on Amazon.com. You're going to run out books. if you don't do it if now. You, uh, <laughs> If you, I have to sell them out of my house. Um, if you um, uh, pre-order it and you send me the receipt to crapkingdom at gmail.com, I will write your name into a custom rap song. I've already done two of them, uh, totaling 100 names. The first 100 people that have pre-ordered have already had their names put into a rap song. You want to join them. You want to be immortal. So pre-order the book and send me the receipt at crapkingdom at gmail.com. And I uh, put the wraps up at youtube.com slash DC Pearson. So check it out. I did it. I did yeah. it. Hayes is I up did in it. here. I did it. Oh yeah, I did it a hundred. times. I did it a hundred times. One I, of those songs is just me. I asked for my cat's name to be put into the rap. I want him to rap about cricket. Oh, so, she'll, she'll really appreciate. it. Oh yeah, she'll well, it's, be, it's, re- it's actually really grooving. easy because cricket is super street. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's so street. She's Everything good. about her. She hood. Um, but uh, I thanks, think guys. that's that's the reality show show. That's uh, the reality show show for this week. Thanks uh, so much for listening. As always, if you see Hayes on the street, he will give you a hug. Uh, even if uh, even if you don't see me, <laughs> sometimes I'll come up behind you. Oh yeah, if you're getting a hug from a stranger, that's yep. no stranger. That's yep. don't turn around. You know who it is. H H Davenport. Yep. Don't uh, turn around. We'll see you next week. We're gonna uh, talk about some more shows. The shows air every week, and so do we. Uh, so we will see you back here uh, this time next Tuesday. Thanks a lot for listening. This is the Reality Show Show. We'll see you soon. Bye. Be good. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Reality Show Show. New episodes are available every week at Earwolf.com. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The wolf dead. Dale, y'all! This is Tony Rodriguez. This is Carlos Santos. This is Riza Licea. And this is Oscar Montoya. When our powers combine, we are Spanish Aquí Presents! We have a brand new podcast here on Earwolf, bringing you the best of the best of lo mejor of the Latinx comedy. Join us every Tuesday as we chat about what's going on in our lives, Latinx culture, and ¿qué es lo que? Lo que no está picando. Lo que te pica. Don't worry, we'll tell you what that means if you listen. We'll also be joined by a new guest every single week. We'll get to know a little bit more about their lives. Every single week. Uh-huh. And then we'll make them sit back and watch us improvise their lives right back to them. Improvisation. <laughs> Spanish Aki Presents premieres July 16th. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Hola, Nesea. Spanish Aki Presents. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.